knocking it out of the park. Ready your ears. Time to test your ability to change lanes. Enjoy the ride. Here we go. Another podcast from the group Changing Lanes Above the Neck. Stay tuned to absorb real discussions for and about real people. Welcome, everybody out there, to Changing Lanes Above the Neck, episode 27. We have Connie back on the mic talking about taking care of your parents later in life. And like I said before, I have my mom's car out front, and uh, she's 83 and should be giving up driving. But uh, we want to talk about some of the pitfalls and fun times of taking care of your parents as you're older, as they get older and you get older. So take it again, Connie. I was... Um, I moved home after my mom passed away. My dad was in good health at the time. He just, you know, I have four sisters and it just kind of things were going on in my life. I was able to do that. And because, um, you know, my dad was from the generation the you know, the woman was in the house and he did stuff outside. And I think he could have figured out how to cook for himself and do laundry. But anyway, I just moved home and he ended up getting sick. And he had a stroke, and um, so I feel like everything happens for a reason. But I did have a hard time, like, if I met anybody to date, because I really felt kind of like a loser saying, oh, I live at home with my parents <laughs> at my age. Say what? <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, but it, wasn't, it wasn't something that you, well, it's something you had to do, not something that you did. Did intentionally. For, yeah, for financial reasons yeah. or whatever. I didn't have to move home. But it was, I was like, how am I going to tell somebody I live at home with my dad? Just tell them the truth. Right. And I did, yeah. you know. Yeah. But And I did date, I didn't date very much, but I dated a little bit. And, and you know, they'd come and pick me up at the house and I'd introduce him to my dad and stuff. Just like old times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just 20 years later. Oh, yeah. So it's to me, it was kind of awkward. It was that was kind of something that I had a hard time being forthcoming with. But you have to. Yeah. You know, and just the relationship I had with my dad, we kind of, you know, it had, we, I called it kind of like we were a married couple because we bickered a lot and he got upset with me on how I treated him because. I did end up kind of hovering over him. No, Dad, you can't do that. You can't do this. There was one time we got in such a big fight, and he 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 was okay to kind of drive, but I say he ran away, and he, he ended up going to New Mexico to his sister's house. <laughs> oh, wow. He ran away. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And my aunt called me, and she was like, just wanted to let you know your dad's here. And you're like, oh what? My God. Oh, well, the thing is that our parents become our children. That's 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 kind of what happens, and and it's kind of hard to see, you know, when you when you're a little kid and you see the failings of your grandparents. You know, they're getting old, but now you're a big kid and you go through this again with your parents. But it's so hard to define how to treat them. You know, you can't treat them like a child, even though they may act like one. You still have to treat them with. The respect of them being your parent. But sometimes it's so frustrating, mm -hmm. especially if you have a, a I want to say angry parent. My mom's a little, people that know me, that know my mom, my mom's a little bit of Mr. T, Geraldine, and Medea, multiplied mm -hmm. times 10. 
and sometimes she gets she gets going, and and I have to talk her off the ledge. Like we were at Coles once, mm-hmm. and she was getting irate, and and I had to interject and say, "Hey, let's let's do this." It's almost like a diversion. It's just like a kid. It's just like a kid. Yeah. It's almost like a diversion that you have to take them and lead them here. You know, let's let's get away from the shiny object. Let's go over here to the dull object and just chill out. So I yeah. find that interesting because I feel like my situation was opposite. My dad was a, a charmer. He was charming, and people just oh, kind of yeah. loved him. And I, and I well, like, it depends on the personality too. My my parents got divorced. Uh, I, I was in college, and I don't think she ever re- recuperated from that. She was angry quite a bit, and you know she's that church going angry lady. <laughs> that lady <laughs> goes to church every Sunday, but she's angry. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what she's praying to, but man, she's angry. <laughs> <laughs> she's praying to the angry God. Yeah, the angry God. To the, change that. The angry Jesus. Yeah. 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 So maybe we can find the kind Jesus. But, but yeah. So how does that affect dating? Because I think that's more. You know, aren't our parents the baby boomer generation? They're the edge. We're baby boomers. No, uh-uh. I'm generation. Generation X, mister. Oh, that's right. You're a young thing. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't want to. Please forgive me, 49 person. baby boomer? I'm a baby boomer, yes. Yes. So, because my dad would have been about 75. So, he's on the edge of baby boomer. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you're in the middle. You know, some sometimes they make sound decisions, and sometimes you look at them and say, what were you thinking? It's almost like a kid. It's just like a kid. So, like our previous podcast about deal breakers. Is the parents' behavior a deal breaker for you? What if the what if you live if they live with the person they live with their parents like I lived with my dad? What if he was a jerk or and there's no spending the night? I don't think they would have ever had that'd be a deal breaker because the last you want to do is wake up with a knife in your chest. (laughs) But they're frail; they can't. Hey, a little knife does just as bad damage as a big knife. You know, it doesn't have to be your Norman Bates knife. It can be like a little boy scout. Hey, a knife in my chest is a knife in my chest. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That deal breaker thing is, yeah. But but if they lived with somebody, would you date a girl that lived with her parents? Anything's possible. Yeah. Would it turn you off, though, if you found that out? No, not necessarily. Because, you know, depending on the reason. If there was a codependency thing going on, that's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's because she has to take care of him, that's a different story. Yeah. So there, but there are some codependency things going on between parents and kids where they live together and it's not, not a good situation. Like what? Um, God, I can't put my, let's say that, uh, one of the parents or a parent isn't sick, but she's, you know, she's going down in, in age and or going up in age, and she's not as um, with it as she used to be, but she can still live by herself. But she guilts the daughter or the son to move in with her, like guilts them to death. You say, well, I guess I'll be okay by myself. And I've seen that happen. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a codependency thing. And then the son or daughter feels a need to take care of them. And then they lose a few quality years of life because their parent was selfish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What about the, you know, they're living with their parents or they're taking the balancing of time between and your relationship with opposite sex and your parents. And 
the person you're dating feels like you're not giving them enough time. You're, you know, you're devoting all this time to your free time's being consumed by taking care of the parent, doing whatever needs to be done, taking them to appointments or, you know, just maintaining the household. Well, your number one priority is the parent. They got to get over it. Yeah. They ought to have the foresight to see that you got to take care of the parent. And sometimes it might take a little bit more time and they have to be cognizant of that, that it it takes time. They can be all about me. Do you, but do you, I think there's a lot of people out there that are all about me. Oh, I've been in that situation. I will admit it. Were you the all about me person? Well, not that situation, but I have been an all about me person before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was after my divorce. All about me was one of my um, oh, um, not stress relievers. That came out wrong. Um, it was a survival tactic. Yeah. So when you come out of a divorce or or a long relationship, sometimes you're hurt. And so you go through a part where it's all about me, and that's a survival tactic. And you become selfish. When you say all about me, though, are you meaning that you're finally taking time for yourself to do things that you want to do in your interest? No. Or are you being, you're being completely selfish? I'm being completely selfish. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not very nice. No, it's not. A means to an end that you're trying to heal. And then eventually you become like, you know, not such a butthead. But, Yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting the whole survive your survival tactic theory on. Let's say that you go through a huge breakup and or divorce and you're crushed. Crushed. I mean, you're hitting rock bottom. You're hitting the bottom where and I tell people where I have this uh, a new uh look at suicide. I used to say, "Ooh, suicide is so selfish that another." You can't say that until you hit rock bottom. Because what happens is it starts um what would life be like if I wasn't here? And then it spins out of control from there. So if you're hitting rock bottom, you got to be selfish to get out of that rock bottom in order to get a leg up on the edge. Then you slowly but surely climb out. But climbing out for me was being real selfish with me, with my time, gifts, anything was being selfish. Because it's kind of like, and I tell people, and people heard this before, when the, when the plane loses cabin pressure, they always mm-hmm. tell you to put your mask on first because right. if you don't, you can't you can't take care of your kids. Right. So I had to take care of myself and heal in, in order to take care of my kids. Well, I think you can take care of yourself but not be selfish about it. What I say? Well, you said you were selfish. <laughs> I know. I didn't say it was right, but it was a mechanism in order to heal. And all mechanisms aren't really right, but they come to a to a point where you eventually heal and then you're able to get out of that 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 void and and be nice to people. Well, that's why I think my interpretation of it is that you're doing what's necessary to save yourself. Yes. I don't think I don't think that's a selfish thing. But for me it was selfish. That's that's what that I'm you telling were, you. Yeah, and so you were being mean to other people, like people you were dating? No. Ah. <sighs> Wow, this is taking on its own. I wasn't being selfish to them. I wasn't being really mean, but I was all about me. Okay. And if I didn't like something, I I I I tell you, there was there was probably no middle to no compromise. But I wasn't dating a lot because I was trying to heal. So right. I, so I didn't want to 
pissed off a lot of women. They would have been pissed. Oh my God. There was, How many there, women you would have there been therapy probably? There, there, there would have been collateral damage on both sides of the sidewalk. <laughs> no. No, but it's just a just an, a means to an end. So I'm not okay. the butthead the whole time, but I'm just trying to get out of that that little right. hole that with um happened. with the help of my village and me being selfish. So with those two things I was able to get out of that hole. Good. And so I'm nicer to people now. And I compromise more. Yeah. It's not all about me, just 85%. 65%. Gosh. God. Back to taking care of parents. Boy, this is. Right. This is. This is this just beat me up there. I felt like I was being the teacher and the ruler. Gosh. But that, yeah, don't you feel like that's a common thing for our generation to take care of our parents because oh, yeah. of the. Yeah. The age factor. The I age think it's a like. Thing. I think it's a double-edged sword. There's there's a common factor of us taking care of our parents, and there's a common factor of grandparents raising kids. Right. It, it's like a double whammy, you know, where where like that generation in the middle just sucks. Not all you guys, but some of you guys, where you know drugs, whatever, you know, e- emotional problems. Um, um, uh, mental problems, but there's, I know quite a few grandparents taking care of their kids. Right. I think that's a common thing. There's a disconnect there because raising kids now is different than raising kids back in the day with the right. internet and, and cell phones, smartphones and everything else. You know, right. you know, the bullying, the, the, the sexting. I mean, I'm so glad I don't have a kid now. Yeah. I don't know. Because I'd kill them. They'd be dead. My mom would come out at me. So how do you, as the person dating somebody in that situation, compromise? I mean, where's your boundary? What's your if, what's your boundary? If I'm the person where the woman is taking care of her dad, I have to be more compassionate. I have to swallow my selfishness and be compassionate. But if I'm the one taking care of my dad or mom, I have to make sure, once again, Communication. Say, hey, I'm 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 taking care of my mom and dad. I don't have a whole lot of time, but I like spending time with you. The last thing you want to say that this won't last forever, but that's always in the back of your mind. You know, of course, because we're human beings. But will you hang in there with me and and see where this goes? Right. God, God, that was compassionate. Huh? Who who am I right now? <laughs> where, yeah, where is this guy? Where is this guy? Jeez. Who am I? Well, and then I think it gets into, can get into self-esteem issues as far as, like, if I'm taking care of my dad and you tell the guy you're dating that, and it's like, well, is that going to be, am I going to be worth it to him to go through all the the trials that come along with my responsibilities that I have? That's the epic qualities of dating. You figure out if you can date or not. That's just it. You know, you don't, you don't, you know, like the first, second date, you got to come clean. Say, hey, I'm taking care of my dad. You know, I'd like to get to know you, blah, blah, blah. And that's how it goes from there. So the fact you say that, you know, people aren't dumb. People, people know that people have time qualities and time limits. But there also is, is that one person that wants all your time and wants to be underneath you. That ain't going to work. But you'll know that fast. Right. You'll know that extremely fast. Yeah, you're making me think today. Wow. You hurt my brain. I was going to say, are you hurting? <laughs> I am. 
But, you know, I'm fortunate at this point where my mom still lives by herself. She lives in a, a apartment community with a bunch of old ladies and they're like little high school ladies. So it's kind of cool. And my mom's kind of like the ringleader. Hope she never listened to this podcast. <laughs> um, and uh, so I check on her a couple times a week. We go to Walmart, Walgreens, Sprouts on the weekends. So we have our little system. And I can see her getting a little older, a little slower. And and like you said, it's it's hard to watch. It, it's like a slow moving train, but you, but the train has to go forward. You're right. You know, it's just you know, it's just part of life. And uh, we're gonna rename this podcast "Dating and Taking Care of Your Your uh, Parents." <laughs> it's definitely changed changed its name. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Maybe think I'm never gonna date again. While my mama's alive. No way. <laughs> Who's that girl, boy? I pay the food you bring by the house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And those of, you that, those of you that know my mama, you know that Mr. T's in the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had a girlfriend once, and this was a couple years ago. And, and my mama and I, she didn't want to fight all the time about stuff. And she would engage, and I knew I shouldn't engage, but she just, you should just push that button because she's my mom. She knows I push that button. And it, it used to really bug her that we used to argue. So I made a conscious effort to stop arguing with my mom. And that was a good thing. I just had to let stuff go. Just, yeah. just let it go because she used to always just pick, pick, pick. It wasn't good enough. Why do you have that shirt on? That sweater is ugly. Yes, mom, thank you. So and see, and you grew. So I grew. So I, I must thank her. Mm-hmm. Thank you for making me grow because I would want to slip her killer puncher yeah but i didn't so i learned just to take it on the chin and and just boom move on from there so yeah well what about the whole sex thing because if you'd live with somebody if like i lived with my dad there's let's just put it out there the sex thing yes (laughs) there's gonna be no sleep there's not gonna be no sleepovers at my house anyway well why can't you wait till your dad goes to sleep and put some cotton in his ears no, 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 no. That's not doesn't work. Happen, yeah. Doesn't work. Okay. Um, but did your dad need conscious supervision? No. Well, there you go. You just no, go to I his mean, house, go, right? Yeah. Right. But would that bother you if that always happened at your house? Not me, no. Because you already know the situation ahead of time that you can't go over there because she lives with her dad. Would you feel comfortable going over there if she lived with her dad? <laughs> wow, look at your eyes. Your eyes are going to pop out of your head. Because <laughs> you shouldn't feel comfortable with it either. <laughs> I think it also depends on how vocal she is. No, not really. <laughs> Close pin the lips. <laughs> maybe, maybe she has a safe room, so it's okay. <laughs> Oh man, your eyes got big, and you and you just scoot up to the mic. You're like, "Hey, wait a minute here." Oh yeah, no, you know, if if you're in it to win it, you guys can make concessions and figure it out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to dance point of view because I think you guys don't care about any of that stuff. (laughs) Bushes. Trailer park, picnic table. Right, oh right, hell yeah. yeah! Yeah, boom. Here we go. <laughs> Dog park. <laughs> oh jeez. 
Oh, Connie, that was funny. Oh, I got tears in my eyes. Oh, my God. That's not true. I'm going to speak up for guys out there. Some, Most of us do care about that. <laughs> oh, really? What's we, their number? We, we, want, we want to be. <laughs> that's, that's part of that, that romance thing. See? It comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> So you got to romance the parents. Yeah, <laughs> your your dad's not stupid. It's like, come on, seriously, come on. Your dad knows. Your dad knows what's going on. That's my little Connie. She's such a good girl. <laughs> yes, I'm a saint. Yeah, are you? <laughs> You're doing that on the air. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm calling your mom and having her <sighs> listen to this. Oh, hey, my mom knows I'm still a virgin, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, 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 man, that was funny. Oh, well, it's good to know that guys generally do care about where that takes. Generally, place. yes, generally. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, probably a six point five. <laughs> Oh, but back to the parents. Who was hot in here? <laughs> Funny, um, but it but it is hard seeing your parents get older. And um, uh, my dad passed probably about 15, 20, 20 years ago, nineteen years ago. And he was a young guy, and he was very spry. It was tough to see him pass away because I was there when he passed. And um, I see a lot of. Actually, when I look at pictures of myself, I see a lot of my dad in me. It's like, damn, that's that's Vernon. Thank God I wasn't a junior. Vernon doesn't really sue me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but we have to be cognizant of you know the parents getting old and taking care of them. And there's a lot of parents out there where, or a lot of kids out there that, that don't even visit their parents. Right. That's sad. David Dawson Tion. They don't even <laughs> <laughs> check on them. <laughs> and they're not even feeble yet. David well, they, Dawson Tion. That's because they can hear you on podcasts. <laughs> and check they, on you your sound, daddy. Check on your daddy. You sound David fine. Dawson Tion. Yeah. Yeah. Check on your dad. Call him David Dawson Tion. Um, <laughs> but I agree. You see your someone that was a hero in your life, you know, yeah. when you're little and growing up and that they become frail. It's really hard yeah. to see that. But, but it's, a, it's a fact of life. I mean, we're all going to. Not Go me. Through, through it. Not me. Yeah, because the kids aren't visiting you. Yeah, I'm going to be 75. Where's Daddy at the dog park? <laughs> <laughs> the cops called again. <laughs> they found Daddy at the dog park. Oh my God, Daddy, get out of the dog park. <laughs> oh, we're going to end this. Thanks, Connie. That was good. <laughs> it's a reality. That that was that was way better than expected for that podcast. Oh my gosh, that was good. Well, we want to thank Connie for coming by, and she's got the most interesting uh, subjects. We can't wait for the next one. So, thank you, Connie. Adios, and we'll see you later. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>